0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW report we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love,
0: talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. This
2: is Robert Crawford. Thank you, live on to Radio. 4 for the fifteenth, two thousand and eight, a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to be joined soon on the air by Harry Belsford from SMB Nation, and Harry is in my opinion, the pioneer of the SMB uh, movement for small business IT professionals. We started uh, a few years ago with SMB Nation. So we're just waiting for Harry to, to call in here and we'll get started. So a little bit of housekeeping. We are on Blog Talk Radio, and Blog Talk Radio is part of uh, blogtalkradio.com network. Uh, interesting fact, and just learned this morning, there's uh, several tens of thousands of shows on Blog Talk Radio. Easy for you to get started, just by going to BlogTalkRadio.com and signing up for a free account, and you can start broadcasting to the world uh, over the internet. And uh, just another couple things coming, activities happening uh, for those of us in Canada. Heroes Happen launch, Heroes Happen Now launch is coming up in uh, the next few weeks. Numerous events uh, scattered through, probably throughout Canada and throughout the U.S. Uh, so uh, for the Windows 2008 launch and the other related products. Around that, and if you haven't registered for S and B Summit coming up in April in Dallas, uh, we still there's still some room left. From what I understand, sbsummit.com So I think we have uh, Harry on the line now. I'm just going to bring him on here and uh, welcome Harry Brolford to 12 uh, Business IT Radio for today. Harry, how are you today?
1: Hey, pretty good. Am, am I on, Stuart?
2: You're on. We're on live. Uh, Harry, across, broadcasting across the world on the internet.
1: Okay, great. I'll, I, w- I won't use those seven words since we're live on the radio. But, uh, Stuart, thank you very much for having me on and uh, looking looking forward to having a dialogue with you today. Excellent. Well,
2: thanks, Harry, for uh, taking
1: some time out of your morning. Again,
2: uh, the Small Business IT Radio is an IT show for uh, small business IT professionals that, and focus more on the business side of what we do in for a living and the goals that we want to achieve and work with our clients to make sure they get the right technology solution. And, Harry, I don't know if you caught the... Uh, the preliminary uh, part of the broadcaster, but I did uh, label you as the pioneer of the uh, SMB IT strategies uh, crossroad. You really set the, you really laid the, the cornerstone for what we know today, and everything else. that's really going ahead in the uh, in the marketplace and all the different seminars different activities we're seeing. But there may be a few people out there, Harry, that have no idea who you are, and yep. you know you have you have an interesting story. I love the Alaska story you tell and how you started there. So for those people that maybe not know may not know who you are, maybe just give a quick introduction
1: of who Harry is. Sure, sure. So we'll and I'll I'll try and keep it quick, you know, and how far back do we go? But uh uh we'll we'll start with Alaska. I mean I uh in fact you're in an oil city and uh my dad was in oil from Texas and uh we went to Alaska in the late sixties for Prudhoe Bay and, and I think at the end of the day that was kinda of his Microsoft, if you will. That that was a big one. And um so I grew up in Alaska, and one of the things that uh, Alaska would would be known for would be, you know, it's a pretty independent state, uh, self sufficiency, and and that's just kind of the culture. And so so moving forward in the mid '80s, I became a uh, small business IT consultant with one of the first releases of NetWare, and wrote it through uh, wrote NetWare, wrote NT, and and then more importantly, got involved with small business server in early '97 prior to its release on, on the inside in Seattle. I'd moved to Seattle uh, uh, in the late 80s. And um, that's, that's kind of one of the key points I want to make about where we're at today is getting involved early, because I appreciate your compliments about my background that, that you know, I, I, I think proximity, I think just being here, plays a role. I think timing is important. Um, I, I don't know if we'd call it luck or whatever in a career, but I think, I think everybody gets, gets a lucky break somewhere along the way in their career that they, uh, they remember. Someone helps them, and they're thankful for it. And so fast forward, by getting it early, it afforded the opportunity to, to see the SBS full product cycle play out over a decade. And, and that grew into the books and the articles and the workshops and the conferences and now the magazine and so on. So it was all kind of organic. And you know, I, I think one of the things I hope over the hour we'll bring up is we're, we're at that point again for, for people listening, that we're at the very beginning of kind of the next wave. <laughs> and, and so someone listening on the phone can, can do this over the next 10 years. <laughs> really, you know, really, really make a difference in their career. So I hope that's a sufficient introduction. We do business as SMB Nation, and that, of course, would be our website, smbnation.com.
2: Well, you know, Harry, we've known each other for quite some time, and it's really a pleasure to have you in my uh, list of contacts and, and friends as well. I just want to let everybody know that we are taking live calls today. If you have a question for Harry or for myself, you can call in at 646-716-8372. I'll just repeat that number one more time. It's area code 646-716-8372. And you can get on and uh, ask Harry a question about, uh, you know, anything he's done in the past, where we're going in the future. And I want to kind of focus this hour we have together on the future, because I think you've summed up right in the next 10 years is uh, there's lots of opportunities coming up. And we got some new emerging markets coming up. we got the Middle East opening up. we've got uh, Asia opening up. we got South Pacific uh, potentially opening up some more. Uh, North America's got a huge amount of opportunity to carry in it. that, that we know that they're untapped.
0: What
2: are, you, what are you betting your you know your dollars on this year in the SMB space? and if you had to give it to you know pro- provide some consulting to other .IT. pros, what what is the best bet for this year coming up?
1: Well, I I, I think, so so short term, I think this year we're going to get a pass. And and, and I mean that kindly. This is a good thing that, you know, worldwide we have um, some economic challenges with the credit markets and currencies. And, uh, you know, your your currency is doing quite well. I congratulate you, sir, Um, (laughs) the housing market in the U.S. But the small business IT consultant, I believe, is, is going to get a pass. I think 2007 may have been our challenging year because in some ways we had uh, a, a, an old SBS product. There wasn't a lot of product news. So 2008, lots of product news, lots of reinvestment, lots of excitement. So, you know, I think in a sense you could say just keep doing what you're doing today. Good times are ahead with the product launches coming out in the mid middle part of the year. Um, and that's, that's going to carry us through. Um, now that, that said, I would also use this next 12 months to, to start uh, asking the obvious, and, and, and this is where I'm in a, a lot of conversations. It seems just naturally drifting to these conversations about what's next. You know, um, thank you SBS. It's been a great 10-year run. We have the new SBS release coming out, the on-site uh, premise-based server with with the Cougar release of SBS. You know, it's 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 a cash cow. It's going to carry my practice for X years, but <laughs> it's mature. What's next? And, and that's where, you know, that's where a lot of conversations are going. So, you know, 2008, good, but don't get seduced into the goodness and ignore what, what is obvious. And, and what is obvious is what the heck am I going to do the next 10 years? Um, and, and, and maybe to wrap out kind of what we're doing, um we're you know we're, we're trying to look forward over here and and with with a fresh look at the industry and and what the fellows will will do and will do and then also you hit on the international theme and cindy just got back uh three weeks ago from india and and we're really working hard on book distribution in india so we're investing pretty heavily in india we're a small company so i can only pick one or two countries to go into and and india seemed like a like a pretty good one for us with those books. <laughs> so here we got you, you, you're touching on India, and
2: we you know one of the challenges we have in North America today is the available talent pool, and especially in the SBS, in the SMB consulting world that we play in, there isn't a lot of available good talent. There's lots of I think there's a lot of people that are looking for work, but let's look at the available good talent that's available to uh, you know come help us in our practices. Should we be looking um, at importing? good quality people from uh, emerging
1: markets? Well, you know, I mean, there's sort of the economic discussion, and then there's the, uh, the, the political discussion. I mean, politically, that's, that's going to be hard. In the U.S., the, the immigration issue is uh, a hot button um, in the, uh, the, the presidential race, and there's this notion that we're going to build fences and so on. And You know, the problem is, is, is we're not having enough babies. It's, it's one thing to build a fence. Um, and, and cut back on immigration, but we have a very low birth rate as a, as a developed country, as a wealthy nation, and so we either, you know, Stuart, you and I have to have two, three more kids, um, don't, don't know if you're up for that, or um, we have to import the labor, because, or the, the the population, because what you don't want to become is Germany. Germany, in the next decade or two, I can't remember the exact time frame, but in certainly in our lifetimes, Germany is going to go from something like 60 million down to 40 million people because of out-migration and, and low birth rates. And so, you know, that's, that's sort of the whole political discussion, right? And, and, and there is, uh, at some level, an intolerance uh, for the uh, Indian IT person coming in and stealing our jobs, uh, political. Economically, um, I don't know. You know, economically, I'm a little bit more of a free market guy. And it's kind of like, you know, shifts in the supply curve just naturally happen. That's, that's what markets do, and they become more efficient. And um, you're seeing it right here in the U.S. I think it was the, this week GM is laying off its entire U.S. blue-collar workforce to move the production up to Canada <laughs> or, or, or bring the people back in without benefits. And, and you know, so, so when you do have artificial barriers and a market that's not natural, you're, you're going to have a GM with a huge layoff. And and so the point is this, is that um, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity for the small biz IT uh, consultants. You know, a lot of small businesses are underserved. Um, I don't know if the ROI is there for a company like uh, VPro or Tata from India, the big consultancies, to come in and do the small business consulting. But... Um, I, I do think we have to have a conversation about how are we going to regenerate the, our labor force, you know, get young people, um, uh, native, uh, or, or not native, but people who live here already, <laughs> to get excited about SBS and IT and start to uh, serve more businesses, you know? Well, that's one of the challenges I see, here. Is that
2: that I have two boys, and they're uh, in young teenager ages right now. And, you know, I asked them, well, you know, do you want to follow my footsteps? And they have absolutely no interest in doing any infrastructure work, which is uh, which is alarming because I thought they would be, you know, want to follow dad's footsteps, but they don't. And I, I'm seeing that more and more is that the younger generation want to get into, into technology but more in the design or the application development and not very much into the, uh, the technology support or the infrastructure support. Or even is it, so do you see that down in the States and – the um, yeah. that's starting
1: to dry up yeah i mean what 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 i see and and again i i i i don't believe in personally i don't i don't believe in putting up uh trade barriers because that again historically just just doesn't work um and you know you're in canada and we're in the u.s and our two countries have worked very hard to sort it out over time with nafta um and and so if we put some artificial barrier up uh it, it It's going to hurt us all in the end, and so you know how so so how do we get young people excited about it? Um, I personally believe um, there hasn't been a great message in, at the high school level and the BoTec level and the community college level about small business server about SMB consulting and opportunities. Um, you know I'm, I'm sure you have those radio ads in Calgary do you have these Bo-Tech schools that say, come study." Uh, medical transcription for nine months. Absolutely and ch- yep. change your career. Um you know, and, and it's easy for us old guard to say, Oh, you know, a career changer. You know, now that I'm in the industry I want to close the door. I don't want other people in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> um that that's okay, other than you and I are aging and at some point we'll retire and uh and, and, and so on. <laughs>
2: Oh really? You know, at the end of it, we want to build our company, so we don't have to work in it anymore, and have it and, and transfer that workload off to the younger generation who wants to start building.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you that's
2: got that it. right.
1: <laughs> but and, yeah, Stuart, it's a go challenge.
2: Ahead, yeah, go and uh, you know, wh- wh- is it is a stressful job too. If you think about it, dealing with SMB clients can be very stressful. Very long weekends, and uh, Dave, where you hardly get any sleep. And do you see that as being, you know, that method being a deterrent now to a lot of people wanting to get into our field?
1: So, so that, that's a really good point cuz you know, I'm I'm supervising a, a staff now. Now we're not, you know, we're qu- quite frankly we're not in the day-to-day SMB consulting world anymore. Uh been there, done that, did my 20. Um and and I have a little bit different role now, but I I I do supervise some staff and um, just this morning, I got up and uh, dropped a note to a young lady on our staff and said, I, I, I need communication. I need to know how yesterday's meeting went with the customer. You know, I need you to drop me a note. Right, either leave me a voicemail or drop me a note right after you leave that customer site so I know what's going on. And, and, and what I'm getting at, Stuart, is that the bigger challenge is, you know, techies are enthusiastic and excited about the bits. And, and they will work weekends, and they will work late nights and download drivers and patches and so on, uh, lots of energy. Um, the challenge is uh, I think consulting as a career path is exceedingly hard because you got that left hemisphere and right hemisphere thing going on. So we're also asking you to be a an extrovert, a communicator, um, and, and over-communicate with both your boss and, and the customer about what you did, you know, Say, say what you're going to do, do it, and then tell them what you did. And that bedevils. Uh, just, just a sort of casual observation of in uh, any, any age, young, old, um, but the techies who are trying to make it as consultants, they, they they really struggle with that. I know you're an extrovert, and I know you're a communicator, so <laughs> present company accepted. <laughs>
2: Well, that's the challenge we even see, Harry, in our businesses. Uh, you know, our technical guys are amazing technical folks, and they do a great job te- with the technology. Like I said, dialing in the drivers and playing with the bits. And uh, as the market is sh- forcing us to shift more into a CIO-type role, where we now are sitting at the boardroom table with the CEOs and the COOs and the CTOs and all the C-level executives and, and having to play that CIO role where traditionally – uh, techie guys are not. Yeah, you're not communicators. You don't like to send the emails. They just go in and fix it and leave and go to the next thing. Um, that was one of my. You know, we, we're actually just doing our getting ready for our HEG meeting in Raleigh, Durham next week. And one of the tasks is managing certifications. And you know, I got to, thinking about how we manage our certifications in the business. And we're shifting more from the traditional Microsoft MFTP qualifying uh, certifications and the competencies around. Know, what do we need to get for network infrastructure, information worker, all that stuff, and really focus on the soft skills like management 101 and accounting 101 and understanding the vertical markets that we play in. You mentioned at the top there that you grew up in the oil and gas environment, you know Calgary, the oil and gas city. Understanding those vertical markets so will give better service our clients. And guess where I'm going here? The question is, are you going to see small business IT professional and consulting companies? Win when, when they adopt that mentality over the traditional break fix?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and again, with all due respect to the brother, the and you and I both know who, who have elected to remain technical, and, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm glad they did. Uh, truth be told, uh, sometimes that late at night, or, you know, I, I still maintain our network, thank goodness, and, and still have a touch point with the not for profit. You know, I'm still staying technical. Um, but there's a limited amount of hours in the day to to really devote to that at this point in my career. Um, So, you know, some names you know, uh, they're online at night. I drop them a note and go, you know, hey, man, how do you do this? You know, and and, and it can be a deep technical issue, and and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that there's some people in our crowd that have elected to stay technical and, and give freely moving forward um, i think yeah there's there's a there's a shift coming and it's on a call the other day so 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 we'll get to the answer but let me give you the context is that i can't remember who it was but there was a call the other day where you know the individual was asking me uh, well what's going to happen to all these people and i said well you know a couple of things <laughs> i mean some aren't going to make it they they they're not going to go to that business think business speak consulting type uh, sit in the conference room or the boardroom level, they're, 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 they're going to go broke. Um, unfortunately, free markets do that. They, do, they shake out home builders, and they're, they're, they're going to shake out SBSers as we go to the next, you know, era. Um, some are going to retire. Our good friend Bob uh, Hood in Chicago is uh, very public about, you know, he's uh, put in a great career, and he's trying to figure out how to retire, I believe, down to northern Florida at this point from cold Chicago. So that that's going to happen over time. Um, and, then, and then we'll have new entrants. We'll have people that come in with just a new mentality and, and do very well. And uh, we're just going to press with our next issue of the magazine, and our salary survey shows that and it's no surprise, you know, 75% of the income for the fellas is now from services, and 25% of the income is from the resale of equipment and licenses. And And so, as you move to uh, sort of a web 2.0 hosted services, software as a service uh, approach um, in the future, thank thank goodness, thank thank goodness, our income is coming from services, and you can be the uh, be the business advisor. You know, you you don't have to carry the tool belt as much when it's hosted. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And this kind of kind of you mentioned web 2.0 and all the new technologies coming up. Let's
2: just shift gears a little bit here and talk about uh, the emerging technologies. We got, you know, some great SharePoint solutions out there now. We got Moss and WFS and BI type tools coming. out. the Microsofts really starting to push. I'm starting to see it come into the SMB space. Uh, I'm sure worldwide it's happening. How important is it for us SBSers out there to really start understanding how something simple as WFS works and and how we can use that for our clients and understanding the
1: whole BI process around uh, a simple WSS uh, implementation. Yeah. Yeah, very important. I'll tell you, uh, uh, and, and you might want to get this fellow on your show at a future date. Uh, I, I believe you know Alan Schrader out of Denver, um, the SBS user group leader in Denver. I don't think I have, no. Oh, okay. I'll introduce you. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you a private email. But Alan, uh, career CPA, uh, came into computers through the old VisiCalc Lotus era. Very common CPAs got into computers. And then, uh, got into SQL and Access and small business servers, put in his tenures with SBS. We had a talk recently, what's next? And he's really interested in business intelligence and some of those more powerful tools. You know, now, now that we have uh, capable databases in the small business, you know, SQL-based, CRM systems, and so on. But now, now that we have the data, it's kind of like, what the heck do we do with it? And, and Alan is is really trying to develop a new niche moving forward on that. And l- let me tell you, that kind of statistical analysis is is a heck of a long way from a Phillips head screwdriver popping off the, the cover.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. And, and and I really hold him up as a poster child of someone who's, you know, investing in, in the next level. And, it, you know, Stuart, I mean, like I say, with, with all due respect, some people on this call, some people up on the news group, some people are not going to make it to, to the next level. And, you know, I'm not trying to be Pentecostal and proselytize here and scare people, but, you know, free free markets are brutal. The, just, just ask some of the home builders in my hometown. <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, this is why you do what you do with the books, Harry. I mean, this is one of the things I really like about what you do with the uh, the book sales that you have and the books that you write. And kind of influenced me to get into my mentoring business, which I launched last year, where where I can sit down and help other IT pros make that transition from, being the techie to the businessman, because I did that myself four years ago. I was carrying the toolkit and the CDs around on my back. Now I basically carry a notebook and a laptop with me, or a notepad and a laptop, and that's my day. That's my tools I use for my job, where I sit down and discuss business with with our with our clients. But also the importance of other parts of our own business. I'm not doing the technical work anymore. I gave it all up, and I don't even sure. my neighbors. I don't even fix my neighbors' computer anymore. I understand how I understand how the technology works and the and the tools that we need to get the job done, and the, also the importance. and We're going to have Eric Simpson on in a couple of weeks, and I know Eric's a very big marketing guy. Maybe get, solicit your views on the importance of us FBSers to start marketing our services out there.
1: Well, you know, I mean, there's 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 the mechanics of marketing, that um, that sales and marketing there's there there's a formula. Um, you know, we, we, we have our SMB Nation East event coming up at the end of March, and it's our third year out in the New York City area. and Been in the game a little while. Uh, and, and, and it does, how can I put it delicately, it does become a formula. You know if you want to have, let's say, 150 attendees, okay. you know you have to ha- talk to X number of uh, potential attendees, and then you have to talk to them X number of times, and you have to talk to them uh, three different ways. So, so be it. Uh, you know, advertising, uh, email, phone call. I don't know. You know, but but it's it's a formula, and 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 that's the mechanics. And I think uh, some people who've who've made their own unique contribution to our space, so Robin Robbins, and there's some others like her out there, have uh, mechanical approaches that are are very necessary. And in fact, you know, I think. Quite frankly, if you go up on the Microsoft Partner site and you dig deep enough, um, you, you can find those uh, postcard templates and brochure templates that Microsoft's already done for you, and you just you know fill in the blank and then have it color printed. Um, so, so that's the mechanics, um, and 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 it's very real. I you know I hate to call it a numbers game,
2: <laughs> but really it is. You know the numbers the numbers tell the whole story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you know, for those on the call, go talk to 100 small business customers at the Chamber, or the Rotary, or the, the Affinity Group of your choice, the Moose Lodge. Uh, talk to 100. Uh, get a follow-up conversation with 10 and land one client, something like that. And um, But then, to me, there's sort of the strategy of marketing, and, you know, there I kind of go back up to 50,000 feet, and it's kind of like, you know, Stuart and Harry and Eric and we're all invited to stay at the customer side as long as we're adding value. You know, if if if, if ROI, if I'm adding value at the customer side, I, I'm invited to the table. And part of that is it, what, what I really believe is is to go to the small business customer and say, I'll, I'll give you an example. Go to a customer and say, you know, did you know if if we put in this brand new Microsoft Response Point telephone system. Um, it, it has the ability to suck in up to 1,100 contacts out of business contact manager, and and we can kind of create a poor man's um, CRM system here where you, you bring in the Craigslist temp and you put them upstairs with the the headset on, and or well yeah the, let me back up. Astro will have the headset available in early April. <laughs> yeah. right, right now it's a handset, so let me let me catch that one, but. You get the point. You, you you put the lady or the gentleman upstairs. They call against your customer list and business contact manager. They talk about the spring sale for flowers. You know, boom, and 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 that's it working. And you know, we're we're invited to stay as long as we're coming forward with those kind of ideas. And and then I truly and and I really I truly believe you're going to get referrals. That's the best marketing of all is if you take that uh, plant, uh, the nursery, if you take the nursery with the flowers and have them do a campaign like they've never done, hey, he's going to tell his brother. He's, he's going to tell his neighbor. And, you know, your problem is solved at that point. <laughs> well, it's all about being proactive
2: and and anticipating uh, the client's needs. That's one thing I, I think I wrote about an article about like a year ago on, on anticipating the client's needs and being able to figure out what can help them in their business. And once you can identify that, because you, there's a lot of businesses out there that don't know what they don't know, and to see a line from Larry Kessler, but uh, that's the reality. There's a lot of people that are not even aware that they can do things easier, and when you can show them, you immediately increase the value of what you are providing to them. Uh, and uh, that's one of the keys to success, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, as, as I see, as, as, uh, as an observer of the community, and, and the community is maturing and growing, and, you know, it's, it's, it's all goodness. What, what I'm seeing is there's a couple of different business conversations going on in the community, and they're, they're, they're all necessary. It's kind of like college. You go to college, and, and you take what you feel are silly classes sometimes. You take a thing called philosophy. And, you know, and, and maybe, it, maybe your school or my school, that was the one where everybody got an A. So, you know, you, you run take philosophy as your elective, and it seems kind of silly at the time. But, you know, the, the point is this, is that college is that one time in life where you get a liberal arts education, or, or hopefully. <laughs> and, and, and you just, you know, you have different conversations in, in different areas than you're used to having, and, and it opens your eyes. And what I'm seeing in the community today in the business speak side is that consultants are both being asked to think in terms of business speak internally, Okay, so how to hire your first employee? How to, you know, a culture of accountability. Uh, you, you, you know, Ken Thorson has a great, a great uh, stump speech on hiring a salesman,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: and, and then your second salesman, and so on. And so there's the, sort of that internal COO operational point of view, and then there's a conversation which, which uh, I think my firm is trying to uh, participate more in, um, which is sort of that pocket MBA uh, management consulting um, conversation where, you know, yes ask the customer, you know, why did you know you can do this? And I think that uh, technology assessment toolkit that was the rage last year and can be downloaded from uh, the partner site, um, really, you, you know, all that is, you, you print that out and put that in a notebook and, you know, boom, you're a white-collar management consultant. That's all it is. <laughs> Exactly. There's all
2: kinds of tools out there that uh, all we have to do is go and invest a little bit of time and, and figure out what they are. And maybe this is where I kind of like my peer group idea with, with I, what I do with Arlen. Uh, and again, next week we're I'm on the road again to Rally Durham to have our peer group meetings. Is these are, This is where you learn about those kind of things. And coming to the conferences and then digging a little deeper with peer groups, and you don't have to join something that's from, uh formal as what we have with HTG you can set a peer group up in your little in your local user group and, and source those that and we've actually seen it here Harry is that our we've been asked by Microsoft now to start a peer group or a user group here in Calgary that's more business focused because that's the way the shifts going and uh, the user the incumbent user group here has been more technically focused over the last few years and losing a, maybe losing a little bit of touch on the business side of uh, what we need to do from a from an SMB consultant, yep. and uh, you know that's so maybe you know you you got SMB Nation you're doing your East one coming up I do believe you also got one coming up in Toronto
1: Yeah uh, yeah the, thank in the, in you by time. golly you're in Canada In fact I I, I yeah. should probably talk to you about talk to you offline about that now that I think you're by golly you're a Canadian <laughs> Right,
2: that's right. And then, <laughs> right uh, on even, even what I'm doing today I'm like, I took, I'm on a course the next uh, last two days and just took a little break to get out and uh, and talk to you here today. But I'm doing a fundamentals of accounting course, something very yeah. important to the success of our business. I mean, I'm a big fan of sharpening the saw. I think it was from Jim Collins' Good, The Great Book, where he mentions that.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, well, well, you know, so, so, so a couple, of, guy, co- yeah, couple but, of thoughts back at you on that is that, that our company. Um, And, you know, uh, you and I and most of the people in this industry, we have more good days than bad, and and, and that's how the game's played and keeps the doors open, and, you know, we make the customers successful, and and hopefully we are along the way. Our company, I I sometimes have to have a community conversation with the the more uh, hardcore techies um, that that we are not O'Reilly Press, okay? Uh, Tim O'Reilly at O'Reilly Press is, you know, unbelievable. I mean, talk about a guy that invented the industry like 30 years ago and did it, you know, from the Sonoma Valley and the hot tubs and the wineries. And I mean, great, great work if you can find it. And Tim O'Reilly went on to really niche um, on, on the technical side. And, and no one disputes that. O'Reilly Press books are, you know, the most technical, amazing books. And, and what we've tried to do. And, 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 and I, I hope our message is getting out is that, you know, we're, we're probably better viewed as the pocket MBA type book that would be um, sufficiently technical, um, that, you know, we have the procedures, we have the technology, but but we, we prefer to wrap it around a business conversation. And, and then at the bottom of our pages, um, in fact, in the next round of books I'll probably change it, but at the bottom of every page we typically put, for more technical information, go to microsoft.com forward slash technet, and I, I'll probably update that to maybe point to the MVP site next time, not not just to have you do the research, but quite frankly, take advantage of the MVPs who thrive on helping <laughs> tactically, you know? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. We're, we're trying to have that business conversation, and Um, Our book's reflected, and and, and the latest one, TCAT's book on success teams, uh, TCAT has moved into soft skills from his hardcore techie days, and for like 20 years, he carried around a book in his head on kind of like what we're talking about, you know, some kind of peer group or success team or affinity um, group, and we finally got him, uh, I'm going to say last fall, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, right in there, he wrote... He finally wrote it up, and we published it, and it's a skinny book like you get at the airport, like Who Moved My Cheese, or One Minute Manager. Yep. Um, And and the point is this, is that I'm not making any claims this is the only book you should read and the only approach to teaming and and grouping and all that, but like you were alluding to, you know, that that a couple of passages you cited are from different books. I think you should have a library of books. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got I got one at my in
2: my home office where it's just nothing but uh, four or five shelves and none of it hardcore business books. I think the only close to technical ones I have would be the ones I got from you back a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, Stuart, it's going to be really interesting in this next era. Um, let, let's 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 stay with SaaS and hosted services because you know uh, the the next release of SBS and Centro will will still be premise based and they'll be a need for sufficient technical skills, but if you're in the cloud, let's say you have a CRM system, it's in the cloud, and all the maintenance and updates are done back at the home office, uh, the ISV in Redmond or, or or the Bay Area or Boston or whatever, um, how technical do you need to be? How, how deep do you need to get into the internals of these infrastructure applications if they're in the cloud and someone else is doing it? <laughs> Well, you don't have to know anything technically. You just have to understand the
2: the business intelligence side of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> mm. Interesting. So, uh, it's going be an interesting shift I see in the next few years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it will be, and I think it's going to catch people um, by by surprise. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I was really delighted to see Microsoft on Monday, Cindy Bates and the USA subsidiary um, announced um the uh microsoft office small business um version the office live for small mm-hmm. business that announcement came out monday and and, and it was really good timing because i was literally typing up the last article i'm, I'm doing an article this month in the magazine it'll, it'll, it'll go to press next week and be in the mail about a week from now i'll start to uh, be in your hand um and one of the articles is on hosted services and SaaS. And as I was writing the article, I mean, I'm talking here about uh, The uh, the Planet has hosted SBS. Um, I was talking about HyperOffice. I was talking about two or three other vendor offerings in the same vein. There's a company here called PSP, Pacific Software Publishing, that Steve Banks works with that has hosted email and um, applications. And as I was writing the article, it's like, you know Microsoft doesn't have a response they They don't have a small business cloud story. Um, you know, I dug a little deeper and I found some stuff I had sitting around on hosted exchange <laughs> and and then there was SharePoint online, but it was like they don't have a story and and then thank goodness, right at the press deadline, um, this press release came out that that Microsoft has a story now, okay <laughs> okay. And I haven't used it. Don't get me wrong; it just came out, so I haven't played with it. But at least they have a message now with small business uh, office lives. <laughs> so what? You
2: no, know, I haven't seen the press release yet, Harry. So what's uh, what's it all about?
1: Well, what it is is um, it's positioned for uh, you know basically running your applications, the office applications, up on the net, so you would not have. Um, you would not have Office Professional on your C-Drive. And you would use, uh, and, and like I say, HyperOffice and some others are this way. You would use the applications up on the web. Now, you might very well save to C-Drive, or you may ask yourself, why? Why, why would I save to C-Drive? C-Drive could crash. <laughs> it's being backed up up at the other place, um, or maybe saved to both. But it will be the, uh, the Office functionality um, on a uh, monthly-charge basis for um, small businesses. And, and then, to me, the conversation reverts to business. Uh, the, the business side is kind of like, okay, well, wait a minute. Clearly, for the at-home business, the, the lawyer who leaves the big firm and has this little boutique law practice above his garage, home office, part-time assistant, part-time paralegal, Right on. I could see that working really well. And then the paralegal can get to the data from her home or his home. And, you know, so that that would make a lot of sense. Um, Is there going to be what I'm going to call sort of the cultural comfort level? Is there going to be that comfort level with some of our more traditional SBS clients, the 20, 30, 35 user environments that, you know, we we, we, we just are so comfortable with that on-premise server, that on-premise, you know, I have Office Pro on C Drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you know, and I I welcome your opinion. Is, is is the is is the hosted stuff for the micro business?
2: Well I my, my whole vision on this whole hosted environment coming up in the next little while is gonna be either a combination, we're gonna have a combination of on premise type solutions, so we'll have our maybe a Windows server an S V S server. And then we're gonna have a a unique line of apps that are gonna fit out in the cloud somewhere like C R M. Maybe failover uh, exchange since you know email is going to be like uh, something that businesses rely on heavily. When you know a few years ago, it was a nice to have, but now it's a critical component to their business. As we move into more of a faceless type uh, interaction, uh, hosted we're centered. He we hosted the uh, services around uh, mobility uh, yep. again to facilitate people that are on the road and in, in, you know applications like Groove and and in, in SharePoint where I use Groove all the time and it's on a hosted SharePoint uh, solution somewhere on the cloud that groups of us are co- uh, collaborating back and forth using uh, using a product like groove so my personal vision is somewhere it's going to be uh, a combination of on-premise type solutions and uh, some and some solutions all in the cloud but it really I think it determines or it really determined on what the what the business uh, needs are and this is where being a consultant and understand the the intelligence behind what the business is looking at achieving will uh, help the SBSer out there really start to uh, to compete and win in what we do on a to day basis. I don't I don't know if I'm in kind of yeah in line of thinking as you are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, let's let's talk about Groove and 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 and, and Microsoft and so on. You know. So you know the joke out here in Seattle was uh, you know that Microsoft was uh, behind and, and didn't have you know here again didn't really have a SaaS and hosted cloud message just just didn't have it intact and and we joke now that well you know that changed about 10 days ago cost them 44 billion dollars but uh, <laughs> you know, they, they 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 took care of that I, I I would say at some level they have a message now I mean. That's a joke because you know, of course, the merger has to go through and so on. But um, it, it does show the speed at which they can move. And, and if that goes through, they will indeed have a message. Um, one of their acquisitions, uh, you know, what, I think one of the best ones ever was that guy they brought over, and I forget his. I think his in his first name Andy. The guy that well, was the inventor of Groove. I um, heard something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they basically bought him, and he brought Groove to Microsoft, and 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 that is groovy, no no doubt about it. But but here's my point: is that an SBSer seeking to kind of elevate up to the business speak uh, type consulting could could really thrive in just going into businesses and advising them on which data corpus to use. I mean, you think about it, and and it might be a combination of a couple, but you know you have SharePoint with Company Web, which we like. You have Outlook, of course, public folders, Groove, um, OneNote. So, so I use OneNote in conjunction with Outlook. It's very nice on that upper right part of the toolbar to say send a OneNote. When I get a little uh, factoid or a tip that's cool for uh, like our technology watch column in the magazine, yeah. And I can just drop that into OneNote, into a folder for the next issue under a, a, a folder category called uh, Tech Watch, and and and, and right there, uh, you know, and I, I'm not even going to talk about uh, Microsoft Project Central and
0: <laughs>
1: other, you know, data stores. Um, but but right there, you can be an advisor to small businesses because it's it's just flat out overwhelming if if all you do is look at the Microsoft offerings. <laughs>
2: and then there's a whole whack of other technologies out there um, that enhance the Microsoft solution. And, you know, but, you know one of the things, Harry, about that is security. Now we've got all this openness, we've got all this collaboration going on. Where do you see security going in the next few years?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's I, I, I've kind of followed Dana Epps uh, here again, fellow Canadian over in Vancouver, B.C.,
2: He's um, coming, ne- coming on next month to speak to our user group meeting here in Calgary.
1: Oh, right on. Yeah. Um, I, I and, and I'm very impressed with Dana. I mean, here's a guy. T- ten seconds on Dana for the audience, but you know, here's a guy that's one of us and and, and a, a, a true blue techie. And uh, but also, you know, has adopted the business side. And the, um, oh, I'm, let me go over to my bookcase. Yes, the E He sent me that book. Dana sent me the E book. So he's got the business side down. So, so here's a guy that's made a business out of security, assisting us and our customers, the SBS consultant and the SBS customer, with his uh, Auth Anvil security product. And, and so, you know, Dana's one of these guys. When Dana speaks, I listen, and I'm kind of following his lead. And I think, um, I, I, quite frankly, I think we all undervalue security. I mean, I, I just look at the way my own firm operates. I went in last night. I'm back by the shipping desk. The machine is still logged on, okay? Now, we're we're a small company, seven people. It's not that big a deal. Um, And fortunately, we we get along. But the, uh, (laughs) you know, hello, (laughs) how about we log off at night before we leave? (laughs) I I, I really do feel that's underestimated. And, you know, Stuart, I don't know. I, I mean, the bad guy always seems to be just a little bit ahead of the good guy. And this paradigm shift to cloud computing does, uh, on the surface, it does give the bad guy an entry point, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I normally see the, the message for a lot of my clients here was, carry around security, it's still, you know, it's still antivirus. And, I don't, you know, the, the challenge is going to be informing them about the security vulnerabilities of their network that's more than just antivirus or virus problems. Or, um, You know, if now we're looking at things like PCI compliance when we're accepting payment cards, and what do we do with that important credit card information of our clients stored in our, our databases or floating through the ether somewhere?
1: Well, a- absolutely. I mean, I'm, as, as are you, uh, I believe. I've read your, your, your background, but I'm a married man. And, you know, marriages take a lot of work. And, and I had, boy, I was almost in the doghouse. Um, I, I, I had a conversation with my wife recently <laughs> about um, what happened out here. We live in a rural part of Seattle called Kitsap County. And what happened out here is the mailboxes uh, literally about a mile from our house. So you, you go out the dirt road and you go up to the main road, and there's a big long line of mailboxes. I've and been in
2: your house before, so I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Exactly and uh they got raided. Okay. They uh the the mailboxes got uh axed. Literally some, you know, kids or whatever got axed. A bunch of junk mail was found sopping wet in a uh, ditch nearby. And, you know, identity theft, right? This is where I'm going. And um my wife is old school from the Midwest and she likes the idea of the country road in the mailbox and you walk up and che- check your mail. Um I turn on the TV at night, and they talk about the uh, methamphetamine addicts in Kitsap County, the big, you know, crisis we're having and the problem we're having, and these people are raiding mailboxes for uh, personal information and checks and credit card applications. Um, So where this all ended up after, like I say, uh, a delicate conversation is we ended up getting a P.O. box um, because, you know, that, 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 that's exactly it. And that, why can't you have that conversation with the uh, small business customers sort of at a, a different scale? But yeah, man, identity theft, a- absolutely. <laughs>
2: well, that's the thing, we, that's a conversation we have with a number of our clients is, I you know, I I never, I was kind of like your wife at one time, their hairy work, yeah, it, can, it won't happen to us, it happens to the other guy. Until I, I was coming back from a, a Sonic wall conference in Vegas one time, and I've had this funny feeling in my stomach that I, I got to check my credit card statement online. So I, I went and checked, and I had about four thousand dollars in unauthorized transactions on my credit card. And it said, well, that was kind of the, you know, the wake up call saying, so you know what, it can happen to me. And so now I'm, you know, I went. I know, there's an organization called Prepaid Legal. They, they're all over North America and the world. They have a simple identity theft plan for twenty five bucks a month. They'll help you protect your identity. But these are the conversations. Somebody brought that up to me, and said, you know, it's not. Wasn't until I had that pain that I was able to look at getting that solution. So the, the trick is here is identifying the pain where their clients are getting, you know, reverting back to that what they don't know. They don't know, and making them aware of that. And these are the conversations we need to be having with our clients instead of uh, talking about, you know, you need a couple more net desktops or another notebook computer. We got to look at. Securing our networks, securing their networks, and encrypting their wireless uh, signals. I'm, I still have today lots of people out there whose wireless access points are unsecure, and they're sending credit card information over the over insecure wireless. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, 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 you know, it's one of those things that I can appreciate. If if we were to talk to some of the people in our community, and they uh, they are uh, mourning. Um, the old days, uh, the old days of break, fix, setup, up, um, driver downloads and reboots. Um, you, that's fine. You have permission. You have permission to grieve. Okay. That's, that's fine. And, and I can even appreciate if they come and say, um, I'm going to go do something else with my life. You know, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be a business consultant, um, that that's fine you know i think that's a perfectly legitimate response to some of the change we have coming up that um some people are just going to go do something else <laughs> you know that's cool <laughs> that's,
2: well, hey, yeah, do, that's, that's what happened that's the nature of uh, what we do it's it we're always we're constantly in a changing e- economy and a changing way of uh of doing business
1: yeah yeah exactly well, you know, this is the first time I'm on your show, and I'm looking that we're we're starting to crop up to the top of the hour. Did you say that you take uh, questions from the audience? Yeah,
2: normally I do, and we are uh, surprisingly enough this time we have nobody called in, Harry. So uh, it's still just you and I.
1: Okay, all right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we've answered their questions along the way. <laughs> but uh, well, we, you know, there's a lot going on. I mean, it, I, I know you're a road warrior, and uh, and 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 so on. So it sounds like, because um, I haven't caught up with you in a while, so it sounds like you've been able to kind of uh, in, invoke or implement the uh, the e thinking that that your firm, um, that the operations of your firm, al- allow you to uh, you know sharpen the saw and go to events and participate at a community level.
2: Well, one of those critical decisions I had to make uh, a few years ago for the for the growth and the success of the business was then I had to get out of being in the day-to-day business and start working on it, pardon the cliche that, you know, everybody hears. But next, you know, I was on I think, three, three and three and a half, four years ago, I made that decision that I saw the vision that I needed to move on. And I like to think that I'm an early adopter, or leading edge, bleeding edge type guy, and really had that wake-up call. And, so, you know, in order for us to grow, I needed to get out of the day-to-day stuff. I think my first speech I talk I did at SMB Nation was on uh, just on the simple things about networking and getting out and uh, introducing yourself to people, which, you know, you don't do when you're carrying the screwdriver and the CD case and calling under desk. You just don't have that opportunity. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't very expensive for us to invest in our first employee. And that person took a lot of that day-to-day stuff off of my plate and eventually out of my partner's place where now we have one guy committed to doing our CFO role, the other one does CEO role, and I do the big uh, of the development role, and it was a critical thing now we're up to thirty thirty people we have got a good company base we're look, going after new challenges every day it's the challenges now are hairy are not the day to day driver downloads or you know this windows update is not working It's more how do I manage cash flow what's the forecast look like? you know tell me about it. <laughs> do we have enough – are we talking to enough clients knowing that our ratio to get a new client is one of every 20 people that we talk to? So what are we doing to talk to 20 people this week? These are the type of conversations we're having now. Instead of the – do you know that this Windows update was released and do you know that this um, this Dell computer is not working, or this HP printer is not working, that this client – we're not having those conversations anymore. And this is – this. This was the secret sauce, and kind of the plug a little bit of my activity. I think uh, the first week of March, here I have a website, freeitmarketingseminar.com. dot com. Okay. We're talking, about, we're talking about the eight secret sauces to success, and I won't fill the beans today what they are, but uh, and that's what the the whole hour conversation is about: is the eight secret sauces to success in SMB IT, and these are some of the things that guys, the guys and guys and girls out there doing what we do need to focus on in this year. And actually, you know what? We do have a caller. Uh, coming in, uh, Harry. So let's, we have to yeah. this. let's see if we can grab this caller. I'll bring in uh, the person from the Vancouver area. Who's on from uh, B.C. today? It'd be Dana. Uh, hey. Dana. My
1: ears were buzzing. Hey, there's my main man. What's going on, bud? Not much. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Pretty good. doing Pretty good. We're doing We were just holding you up as the poster child.
2: <laughs> uh, for what? <laughs> we were talking about security, and, and Harry uh, started uh, mentioning you know, you, Dana, being you know, one of the the leading guys in security in the F B F B S space, and you're coming out here next month to talk to our user. We're going to do some joint marketing around uh, increasing the awareness of security, and then I just kind of uh, figured that uh, you know I should
0: shoot you off an email and see if you're out there. I was. i um, just in the middle of actually getting some stuff together for a couple trips I'm doing, so it was good timing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think Dana, some of the context was you know the the, the stump speech, for lack of a better phrase, that I have about the the business speak and the pocket MBA approach to technology consultant and I looked up at my bookshelf and I said, "There's that eMyth revisited book that Dana sent me."
0: There you go. <laughs> so well, you're you kind of walking is, and
1: talking, living proof. How, how, yeah, how's it going? Are you are you still following the good book?
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Actually, we're constantly evolving our processes to make them more streamlined because obviously, you know, being a security expert is great, and uh, you know, I love them. I have the passion for what I do, and that's what drives. You know, the product of our business, if I looked at it from a technician's point of view, but the reality is the product of our business is the business, and it's the thing that generates everything that goes around it, right? At the end of the day, if you don't have money coming in, it doesn't matter how good you are at security or at fixing computers or managing computer networks. If you aren't, you know, set up in a way to be able to continue to generate the revenue from that, uh, you don't really have much. So, yeah, process, process, (laughs) that's like key in this business.
2: Well, that's what I'm learning today in this course that I'm on, guys. Is that uh, we just when I, before I stepped out uh, to c- do this call, we were talking about cash flow and have a healthy cash flow. But you know, we got like we got like two minutes, minutes left, so uh, then we could have a whole con- another hour-long conversation on the importance of the business side. And Dan, I would love to have you back uh, in the next few weeks here to talk about that kind of stuff. Bring Harry and a few other experts. Yeah, but, you know, Dan, sure. If- do a, do
0: a process e-myth type lifestyle for this SMB consultant. Exactly. But, you know, in one
2: minute, Dana, can you maybe just tell us what you see in 2008 from the security side of the business?
0: Uh, well, with the uh, evolution of things like Windows Server 2008, I think we're going to start seeing people starting to question if they need to move their businesses up to use, you know, the newer, greater, better technology. And I guess the reality is, we're going to see that uh, the 64-bit world is something we want to take advantage of and use from a security standpoint, operating systems like Windows Server 2008 add more value when we talk about some of the technologies we can leverage as part of business owners, things like rights management, things like uh, you know BitLocker, and all these kind of technologies that can protect the business. And I think we can harness that properly. Um, we can actually add more value to how our IT infrastructures work. And uh, I'm hoping to see things like Cougar and Centro uh sorry, uh EBS and SBS two thousand and eight um actually get deployed and used and I think you're gonna benefit everybody.
2: Oh yeah. Big hey, Harry big. I still think I still think you're a techie guy when you mentioned the uh the code na- code names. Harry yeah. what you got like a minute left. What do you uh what any words of wisdom before we
1: sign off for today? Well you know just uh Stuart I, I appreciate you having me on and, and like I say I always like to I always like to preach about uh the 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 business speak and um at every turn and and, and, and again, you know, in, in the context of uh, be it being a technical career path in world that we're in, um, what, what I would emphasize that people are interested is, is we got the S&B Nation East coming up in late March. we got the Toronto event coming up in early May. So the old author obligatory plug, if, if you guys want to check out smbnation.com, if, if the shoe fits, wear it. If, if it doesn't, let's uh, chat online again. I, I appreciate it. Stuart is a good, good shout
2: yeah, thanks, Terry, and thanks for joining. And thanks to Dana for uh, hopping on there as well near the end. It was really great to have both you guys uh, on near the especially Dana near the end. Yeah. And I look forward to talking to you offline about uh, Toronto. And it yeah. uh, will be a great uh, thing. I think I'm going, to be in, I'm going to be in Montreal and Buffalo in May. There's the uh, closing music coming up. So I'd like to thank everybody for uh, listening to Small Business Radio today. Join us in two weeks' time. I'm um, taking next week off because so I'm going to be at my HGG peer group join us in two weeks time we're going to have Matt Mack with talk about managed services have a great uh, successful two weeks with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this
1: is your captain
2: speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so I suggest you
0: sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
2: play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky